good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike of the yangala yang twins cohen i am matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom i don't even get that one yangala i learned it from um i learned that word from uh hunters and uh it means young boy oh in Yiddish. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, folks, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, forgive the layout. We uh, Everything decided not to work again. So, uh, But thanks for tuning in, and be sure to uh, share this video right now wherever you are watching it. The last thing that big tech wants is for you and your closest loved ones to be watching an hour-long, well, hour, probably more than an hour-long uh, libertarian podcast on a Tuesday night. That would make them very, very upset. So stick it to them by sharing it. Be sure to like us, follow us, subscribe to us on everything. We are on Float. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. Uh, we are on Twitter. We're on all the podcasting uh, things, platforms. However you are seeing or listening to this, be sure to like it, follow it, hit the bell. If there's a bell, hit the bell. We want your phone to blow up with notifications. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in. First and foremost, allow me to thank the very fine people at SiestaCava.com. SiestaCava.com for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank the Blue for this delicious ultra pure drinking water I'm drinking. King, King, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some uh, organic chamomile tea. So uh, whoever made this, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) To to all above Bulavanaka. Well, this episode, of course, is brought to you by the... Well, it's brought to you by Float, first of all. Go to float.app. If you want a a social media platform that doesn't spy on you, that doesn't sell your information to advertisers, that doesn't tell you what you uh, can and can't say on it, that doesn't fact check you when you say a joke, which we're going to talk about later, because it was a joke. It was a joke. If you don't want someone to do that to you, then go to Float. Float is the uh, is the best app out there that is going to leave you alone and let you go and enjoy their uh, their app. And of course, it's free. If you uh, Float is available on uh, Android and on uh, it on whatever you people have the Mac iOS whatever i iOS and uh, it's available on the iTunes Store whatever the hell you people use. And uh, it's also on uh, Google Play and uh, or you can go to Float.app. And, uh, and use it on their browser. Uh, this episode also is brought to you by the Liber... Oh, good. That's not going to work. Because I'm... You know what? <laughs> Hold on. This episode, very soon you're going to know who this is brought to you by. This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-related caucus in not just the Libertarian Party, but in any political party in this godforsaken country. This uh, episode is also brought to you by... Nug of Knowledge, smokable CBD products. Uh, Nug is not the uh, your usual CBD provider because A, they're selling weed, but also uh, because they uh, use a bit of the proceeds, part of the proceeds that come in go to fight the war on drugs and also to uh, give to a compassionate care program for veterans and people with disabilities to be able to access CBD products that... 
uh, are helpful to them. Many people that use Nug of Knowledge say that it gives them a pick-me-up and helps with joint pain and inflammation, especially that green one, because that's that one's got a lot of THC in it. Uh, this episode is also, of course, brought to you by Henry McMaster, who is and shall remain a bitch. Matt? Are they are they seeing the graphics? This, this is completely different for how we usually do it. They're seeing the graphics. You guys can't. Okay. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm missing out on something. <laughs> yeah. I no. Like, see, usually like, you can, you just, but that's. Yeah. Did you just say that they can use the green one, but we don't have a graphic up? Um, yeah. No. 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 They can. They can. Cool. They can see it. Unless they're listening to the podcast, and they definitely cannot see it. Yes. That's accurate. And God bless all of you people who continue to use the podcasting platform. Um, <laughs> we definitely appreciate there's it. A cat, there's a cat now. There, we have a cat. a cat. This yeah, is going to be one of those shows. Now. Right. Good. It's good. Now that's the official cat of Muddy Waters. Um, now we're going to start. Uh, well, do you want to? In- let's introduce King first, and yeah. then we'll and then we'll go to uh, to the rapid fire segment. Kingsley. We have Kingsley Edwards, who is. Uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the half of the King Kingsley and Aaron Edwards dynasty uh, that are creating the uh, Float app. Tell us about yourself and tell us about Float, man. Yeah, so thanks for having me on here. Big fans of you guys, and you guys were like pretty early Float users, so I appreciate all the support. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think, think now I've sent you some BTC super chats on there for a yeah. while now. Since, I, since yes, you have. I think it was yes. even lower than uh, lower than ten thousand. So. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, probably tripled or in value or more. They have. Um, yes. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not those. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneur, been in the crypto space since 2013. Uh, Float is like my, let's see, like third company um, in, in tech. And I've always been focused on on crypto. Um, we also run, my wife and I, we, we run the Las Vegas Bitcoin meetup since 2014. We, we launched float in uh, July, 2019. So yeah, excited to be here. Like, you know, good times for us because of what's happening in, in crypto, obviously with float, uh, float for people that don't know, we're a social network. We support free speech. Um, I know how controversial and, um, <laughs> and we also, we have crypto integrated. So what that means is that's, Basically, we're connecting, you know, people online with their social identities, and then, we, but you, you can remain, you know, anonymous on, on Float. But as far as the the payments uh, channels, they're they're peer to peer. So what I mean by that is, you know, I think Aaron, she just actually sent you guys another ten bucks in BTC as a super chat on the live stream on Float, and you get one hundred percent of that, where YouTube takes thirty percent. We also have like a, a Patreon model where you can post uh, exclusive contents for members that subscribe to you for monthly fee uh, that you choose. And we got all the other social media type stuff right now. So this year it's, uh, yeah, this year's gonna be big. We went from a, a team of like three people when we launched and now we have over 15 and we're still growing. So lots- That uh, is awesome. Lots, lots in the road work, yeah. No, that's, that, that is awesome. That's so, and also to let you know, the quality of the live uh, video. So if you wanna watch this live, go to float.app slash muddiedwatersmedia slash live, or if you're on float, just go to Muddy Waters Media and you'll see that we're live. There's like an icon for to, to watch our live video. And the quality of the stream so on float good. is so much better than on, uh, cause it's just a straight RTMP feed. So it's much better than on YouTube. It's way better than on Facebook. Uh, just the both the video and audio quality is at like a hundred times better than Facebook and probably 
10 times better than on YouTube. So uh, just definitely a better experience all the way around. So thanks for joining us. We, we, we're happy to have yeah. you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, just as far as the the feed is concerned, or the, the going live, you know, like yeah, right now we don't we don't compress anything, so um, which which can be a problem. We're going to add actually options so that people can compress it if they have you know worse internet internet speeds. But um, but right, right now, yeah, it works it works pretty well when you do have great internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah it from is. from the very first live stream that we did on Float, which that God, I don't even remember when that was. That that may well have over been. It's like- that may have been the yeah. one that we did exclusively on float. Yeah, it's been like probably a year. It's been yeah. well over a year because yeah. we've been – I've been uh, – it, it started before I, I ran for the nomination for vice president, and that was over a year ago now. It was wow. – so we had done, we had done the uh, Democratic debate, and we All got right. pulled off YouTube. We got pulled off YouTube and Facebook for stealing the Democratic debate, and so we started doing them exclusively We started doing float. it on float, Yeah. Yeah, we so we were doing exclusive live streams on Float. Um, that was yeah. last and, um, summer. That was two summers ago. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like September. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. September of nineteen that we started doing live streams on Float, and then we figured out how to uh, add it to the restream, so that way we could do all of them. And Float is by far the best experience that anybody can possibly get um, easily, and you won't get knocked off or fact checked. We could talk more about that later. Because I'm still bitter, um, so, and uh, it's just it's just a better experience all the way around. Go check out Float. It's on in, it's on the Google Play Store. It's on the Apple. So we actually we app. took ourselves off. <laughs> yeah, we actually took ourselves off of uh, for uh, the i i was it Apple Store I, iTunes the App yeah, Store Apple App Store. Store. Oh okay. And uh, because because right now we'd have to like our, our our iOS app was actually the worst performing with us because we just haven't been able to put a lot of uh, time and resources into it. So we've seen what happened with Parler, and we know all what's kind of coming down down the you know down the lane um, with as far as big tech censorship and all this craziness. Um, we just decided, hey, you know, we're not we're just gonna we're just gonna try to inform our our iOS users to make a shortcut onto their home screen from their browser. Which you know is basically still one click, and it just opens your browser. To it's the same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Versus yeah, doing this because or else we're going to spend you know like a hundred thousand dollars uh, on the map that they're just going to kick off anyway. It's, right. That they're going to kick off because you allow free speech. Okay, so they're not on the Apple, whatever, no. but they are on so, uh, Google Play, and uh, and you can and like he said, you can just create a, a shortcut to the browser, yeah. and uh, Which, it's like, the same I, interface. I did, I did that the day that they said something. I think they posted something on Instagram saying, this is how you do it. And I just immediately went and did it. And it works even, it works better than the app did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, apps were, our app was definitely lacking then. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's a much better experience. And then again, then we're not going to have to go through all this drama. And there's whole, so many, Apple makes you uh, jump over so many hoops just to get your, your app listed uh, on their store anyway. So, and plus, and plus we integrate crypto as well. So we're just, you know, there, we would just be once, you know, once we were, we're continuing to grow and once we got to a certain number, they would, they're going to kick you off. Yeah. They're, they're going to have a major problem with you having a free platform. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's really cool. So if you guys, you guys that are, have all that Bitcoin you've been hodling and you're looking for something to, to invest it in, we are that fertile soil for your Bitcoin. Um, so, uh, 
King, King, we somebody asked a question. They they want to know what web hosting service Float uses, and like I, I assume what he's saying is how how and how much danger is it to being taken down? Because like that's what happened with Parler. Yeah. So so I will say I don't like to uh, say who it is directly yet, but we are actually moving off of because of what Parler and our, our current uh, hosting provider they they did release a public statement saying that they agree with it. So we're actually moving our service over uh, right now. We're in a transition phase to get it over to uh, to a much uh, better and, and reliable company that I, I know. I know one of the owners actually for over 10 years He's a Ron Paul guy. He's got servers all over the U.S. And uh, and we are going to uh, we're going to be moving in that direction uh, this this month. Well, probably, you know, we'll probably finish it uh, next month. But yeah, that's, you know, something we're basically we, you know, once that happened, we all knew this was coming down the line. It's just, man, they're yeah. going so fast. It's hard to keep up. Right. So. um so we basically, you know, we've shifted that kind of on our agenda to to figure out, you know, where we're at risk and which providers we're on right now. If they've released any statements as far as, you know, free speech is bad, okay. And uh, and then, you know, if, if anybody has released anything bad like that or if they have any history of censorship, um, which we already, you know, we already know. Uh, then we're, you know, we're going back to to other people or finding other else, uh, resources and companies that believe in free speech, and, uh, and even coming up with, you know, backup names on top of that, just in case. Because man, good, it's good, it's good. like a battleground out there. What's going on, people? It's uh... yeah, no, it's 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 become a nightmare. And 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 the problem is, like, even if you create your own out, out uh, your own uh, platform you know, you're now looking or you thankfully you found it, you now have are having to transition because you're not on AWS, but you're on another host that may decide they don't like free speech either. And so you got to be on one. So you got to make sure that even your hosting uh, is uh, is is, you know, in favor of, of freedom of speech and your your you, domain registrar and everything else. It's just crazy. You also yeah. have to worry that Amazon could just buy that company at any moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like just you know keeping your finger on the pulse. Um, but you know, I, I keep saying this now in a bunch of different podcasts. But it's like, yeah, right now is the time where there's basically people are like drawing, drawing a line in the sand, and it's yep. like, do you agree with basic human rights and freedom of speech, and or do you not? And so, I, you know, I think it's it's kind of good though. In a way, we're kind of ripping off the band aid, and we're shedding some light on. Uh, the commies, I guess, that have been uh, hiding under their their corporate you know shield for so long, and um, and honestly, I want to do business with good people, and we should all want to do good, uh, give you know, do business and exactly. give to good people yep. and support Absolutely. good companies. So I'd rather I'd rather know. It's just you know, kind of the same thing with like the whole civil rights thing. Uh, I, I want to know if someone's a racist, you know, whatever shop owner or whatever. Um, so I, I just don't understand this whole thing with like government trying to hide that type of stuff. But because uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to give I don't want to give my money to those people. So, so now it's kind of like that's happening now in tech and, uh, honestly, like I appreciate it. And it's actually kind of forcing us to make decisions now that we would have just delayed, you know, till later we were actually on AWS, uh, in the beginning. And then we, we, uh, transitioned over Well, first because we knew that we didn't want to rely on big tech, but also because, uh, we, we, I just, the only reason why we were on there anyways, cause I had ad credit or uh, not ad credits, but server credits. From uh, Boost VC, which is the startup accelerator we went through, so I used those up. So I thank you, Amazon, and then we we moved over. And now we have to move <laughs> again, unfortunately. But you know, so be it. It'll be better. Actually, it's going to be much better. We'll have much well, more reliable good. service, and yeah, that's good. That's good that you are uh, that you're staying ahead of the curve on that. And I have uh, speaking of being ahead on the curve, I have no segue for this. This is now. We are now going to go into the 
black cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire segment brought to you by blackbrews.com uh spelled b-l-v-c-k because nothing nothing matters anymore you can spell things however the hell you want now uh so be sure to go to blackbrews.com b-l-v-c-k uh and be sure to use code mw for free shipping matt yeah so uh <laughs> Newly minted Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer uh, was giving a talk on the Senate floor about the impeachment trial that was starting. I think that started today. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to yep. say that started today. The impending impeachment trial of Trump. And um, he said that senators were going to have to. The Senate will well, conduct should... a trial of the impeachment of Donald Trump. It will be a full trial. It will be a fair trial. But make no mistake. There will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. I think the thing I hate the most about Donald Trump is the, the erection. The, the fact that he incited Chuck Schumer's erection... Because the mental image of Chuck Schumer walking around at half mast. I was that didn't think specifically of him. He was the one that said it. Like that was a no. I know. Slip. Yeah, <laughs> you guys should uh, should get uh, Blue Chew to be a sponsor. <laughs> After yeah. this, we probably can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that happened, and so now we're going to see this impeachment, and I personally think that they're not going to convict Trump because, A, you need a two-thirds majority to do it, and, B, the best thing that Joe Biden has going for him is that he'll probably be running against Donald Trump in 2024, and if you take that off the table, he can't just run on not being Trump. Right. So So I I don't— I don't see that changing. So at the beginning of the at the Senate uh, hearing today, uh, Rand Paul called for a vote on who thought that that the trial was constitutional. And the final count was 55 to 45. 45 Republicans voted, no, this is not constitutional. You need 17 to switch. You've got five that already did. So you would need 12 more. So instead of uh, going for a full impeachment on him, they're trying to talk people into censuring him. Which, which does believe, that that means nothing. It means nothing. It's just they want to say he was the first to have this happen. It's a strongly worded letter. It's a you're right. <laughs> Donald I I Trump, just, this just go ahead. No, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just gonna say it was just so funny during that day when this erection happened. And, uh, and I, I was just, I was like, I'm too busy. Like I'm, I'm not, I, I, you know, I, like I got, we're building flow. We're doing a lot of things. We got float fest uh, coming up in a couple months too. And, um, and I was just, I like, I was on calls all day and, and I was getting updates from everybody that was on the, on, you know, on, on the calls is telling me, you know, what's going on and blah. And they're like, Oh, the, now there's a guy uh, on the Senate floor with a, you know, a ox head or something like that. And I was like, yes. yep. what? <laughs> I was like, it's probably best that I just don't pay attention to this, but crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was, no, it was. Go ahead. I, so I I've, I just started a new job a couple of weeks ago, like three weeks ago, and um, I was it was like my first 
it was my second day there and my phone just started buzzing nonstop with people messaging me. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to look at my phone. And then eventually I was like, I got to see what's happening. And people were like, there's an erection happening in Washington, DC. And I was, and I was, I was like, well, I know that I'm at like at my new job, but I'm also going to watch this. <laughs> Yeah, I someone tells personally, you there's erection on TV, you got to tune in. Right, you got to watch. Yeah, well, erection. especially on yeah, when it's on all the, the the channels. I I was originally going to take the day off until later that day. I was going to recap what happened with the with the the uh, certification that was happening in Congress. And then when I heard about the erection, I realized that you know that I was going to have to follow that because people my my uh, inbox was blowing up uh, about the erection and uh and so i i had to i had to make my official uh response to it uh so um speaking of my official response i i'm not i'm terrible for segues today what so (laughs) so uh libertarian vice presidential nominee spike cohen uh made a statement on i believe facebook um yes and he ended up getting a – well, he posted this on Facebook, and he ends up getting a false rating from PolitiFact for saying uh, John Brennan called libertarians terrorists. Yeah, so I, I wrote a silver lining to the Biden administration labeling libertarians terrorists is that the CIA will probably start giving us money and weapons now. And the – It's a good one. Which is – I mean it's accurate if we are labeled a terror group. If past is prologue, we're probably going to get some really sweet equipment and like those Toyota Hilux uh, 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 pickup trucks and stuff. Like it was going to be a whole thing. And so PolitiFact was not happy at all. Uh, they actually contacted me and asked if I had proof of my joke being true. And I said, no, nope, because it's a joke. And they said, OK, but what evidence do you have? of your joke. And I said, I, the evidence is that I said it, it's a joke. And, uh, and so in response, I said, you know, this was a joke. I find it hilarious that you're fact checking it. So, um, let me know when the fact check comes out so I can make fun of that too. And, um, and so it did come out, uh, but they, I, I feel like I'm at least somewhat vindicated because they only rated it partially false, uh, because the <laughs> CIA, the CIA does give money and weapons to terrorists. So it was, was only their, partially their statement. No, that's mine, I, and, oh, we, okay. and I, I'm I'm not sure why it was only partial. We're 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 gonna get we're gonna get fact checked on this episode. I mean, so <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know where the where this came, this was in response to the Brennan quote, right? Yes, right, and to which I'm certain almost everybody who watches the show has seen or heard this quote already. But we're gonna read it anyway. Um, John Brennan said. I know looking forward that the members of the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas. These would be the people that they funded and given weapons to. Um, Yes, correct. where Where they germinate in different parts of a country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious extremists authoritarians, fascists, biggests, bigots, racists, nativists, even libertarians. Mm. Because when you think of 
freedom fighters or just violent terror groups, violent yeah. terror. Yeah. Violent terror groups. You think of the non-aggression principle following libertarians. What's interesting is his description here, uh, an unholy alliance of re religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, racists, nativists, even libertarians. That's Congress. He just described Congress. <laughs> so I guess they're well, we already know they get money from the federal government, so it would right. make sense. So I, I'm still holding out hope that we're going to start getting some weapons. Um, unfortunately, they'll probably like tell the radicals that they're to use it to fight against the Prags, and then they'll tell the Prags to fight against the radicals. So we'll probably have to like agree to like cross our fingers and agree to it or whatever. But um, yeah, so King, ha King, have you guys ever been uh, fact checked on on any of the major social media platforms? Um, yes, I, I can't think of any offhand, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it happens at you know your grandmother nowadays. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, I think Erin just got her like, oh, what was it? She got, she got like a, I think maybe a 24 hour ban or something like that. Some, some sort of, uh, some sort of censorship on Facebook like yesterday. And then she posted about it somehow and about the ban. And then they got her for, they dinged her for that too. So there's a lot of <laughs> no stuff, talking you know, about your punishment. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot gosh. of smart uh, people and big tech just building the best AI that seems to be doing a great job. And so I just think we just need to, you know, trust the plan and move forward. You know what I'm saying? It's just trust it's the like plan. Q slow the spread. Like yeah, 14 like days for, to slow the spread. It's like QAnon for big tech. Just yeah. trust, yes. trust the plan. Yes. Trust Where we plan. get censored one, we get censored all. <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean there's, there's been there's been times where i've seen with my own eyes people posting floats uh the domain on uh youtube comments and that getting taken down in real time also in facebook messenger and that being grayed out and you know, like it you know can't send or won't send or whatever multiple people uh we we definitely witnessed some sort of shadow banning on our on our float pages uh for for certain things on Facebook, I'm you know I'm assuming that we're, we we just use basically the big tech platforms to to get our message out and try to recruit to, more people to pull to people our, in. Yeah, cult. right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean you know I'm surprised that you well what Matt I mean you're are you do you, did you have your your normal account reinstated now or are you still no on? okay <laughs> nope. yeah yeah no my my, nope. my normal account so my normal account uh I lost that back in. August or September, I think. I don't remember. Was when. it that long? I thought it was like October, like November. What was it that long? It might have been that long ago. It, 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 it was definitely before the election that I lost it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I definitely lost it before the election, um, and then I definitely don't. If you're, if anybody from Facebook is watching, I don't have another one. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have another one. But if I did, no, you learned and, your lesson. You learned your lesson. You're not welcome there. You never came back. Yeah. Right. Never came back. And if I did come back, back and uh, I was using the Facebook app this weekend, uh, I still don't have access. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, when they logged everybody out and then some people still couldn't get in, I am one of the people who can't get in to, or I would be one of the people who yeah. can't. If you had an account, which in, you absolutely do not. Which I, <laughs> right. Which I do not. Listen, I'm glad that they removed you from Facebook because I was sick and tired of seeing such malicious propaganda that you were spreading like pictures of your food that your girlfriend cooked for you and mm. kava 
<laughs> and Sarah's boys and yeah, it, other it, similar agitprop and terrorism. Right. And hate yeah, speech. The, the, the super sappy, look how great my relationship is posts. It was too much. They said <laughs> enough of that. Much. You you are you are pushing something that we don't push here at Facebook, and that's a good well, life. Spe- speaking, yeah, no good lives here. <laughs> speaking of of uh, pushing, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, <laughs> skipped uh, the inauguration because Republicans give her the old heebie-jeebies, Matt. Yeah, uh, she said that Republicans make her nervous, and uh, then she said. Man, I really should have put this in the notes. Uh, somebody tried to show up with a gun. One of the Republican senators tried to bring a gun uh, to the House floor. And she said, if somebody is showing up here with a gun, that means the rest of us are in danger, showing that she doesn't understand. Understand how guns work. Yeah, how guns work. Um, but she's going to wait till she hears about the Capitol Police. She's going to be horrified. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so she ended up not showing up to the uh, to to the inauguration, which many of the Democrats were upset about because it was supposed to be about unity. And look, the Democrats are behind Biden and she the poster child of the socialist left did not show up. I I like I saw one meme after it happened. and It was like, oh, this sure looks like a nice party for someone that owes me two thousand (laughs) dollars. Um, I like that. I like she that. She did. She did immediately follow up, uh, saying that Republicans make her nervous um, by saying she wanted to start re-education camps for people that she deems white supremacists. Oh, that definitely won't end uh, end poorly. So yeah, at a uh, town hall on uh, this past Friday, uh, AOC said that the House Subcommittee on Civil Rights she serves on has held hearings over the prior two years on white supremacy and said that there are programs to quote unquote de-radicalize the adherence of white supremacy. Keep in mind, if you're watching this, Facebook probably thinks you're a white supremacist, even if you're not white. Yes. Especially if you're not white. (laughs) Especially if you're not white. Um, she said that there is a spectrum of radicalization that ranges from sympathizers to conspiracy theorists to neo-Nazis. I'm not sure if that's the full full spectrum. It's uh, quite just, a spectrum. She, it is quite a spectrum. Uh, she, such radical ideology could lead to violence and domestic terrorism. You know, like going door to door to grab people and put them in camps. That, that would be a, an accurate example of that. So during the same appearance, uh, she uh, let everyone uh, know where she stood on free speech uh, by saying that it's time to, quote, figure out how we rein in our media environment so that you can't just spew what she considers to be disinformation. So if you were on Facebook today or Twitter or certainly anything that isn't Float, because this wouldn't happen on Float, if you were on uh, some other social media platform and you thought, goodness, it's too free here, and I'm hearing too many opinions, and I'm not seeing enough fact checks and arbitrary bannings. Well, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez has some fantastic news for you folks. And I would, I would, uh, 
I would advise AOC, just in case she gets banned off of Facebook, that here's a shameless uh, float plug. You can download, first of all, it takes two seconds to join float.com. Second, you can download your Facebook data. I wish Matt, I wish we, I don't think we had this built when you got banned, but you can download your Facebook data, your posts, pictures, and your videos, all those cherished moments with your loved ones and all those memes. And, uh, and you can upload it to your, your float account. So that's a pretty cool feature that we rolled out a couple months ago. And, um, and I hope that's AOC, awesome. you know, follows, follows, uh, follows suit of many others and joins float and she can and speak she, her mind there. She, she will immediately reach out to you to ban us. Everyone oh. else. She'll say, this is great. I, I noticed that there are some people here who are saying some things I really do not like. So if you could do me a solid and kick off Everybody. everyone else, that would really help. Uh, but no, she's welcome. She's welcome to join. Everyone's welcome to join. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Trump didn't set up an account there yet, so he could he could get his stuff out there. What what is he doing now? I, is he like newsletters or emailers or what is he doing? I haven't got like so. I was on somehow. I ended up on a Trump email list, and or just maybe it was a GOP email list. I'm not 100 percent certain. Right. I get a lot yeah. of spam. Um, but I haven't gotten anything from him. I heard that he did start an office of the former president here in Florida, um, where that is where he's going to be conducting his official business as the former president. Um, Can we just all like create these offices like out of nowhere? Can I just create the office of future vice Lord or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, no, at this point that would have every bit as much authority as the office that Trump just created. Like he just, (laughs) there is no such thing as an office of former president. He just made it. And what I love is that, yeah, he just made a seal. What he actually did was he took the presidential seal, um, but it just says former under it. And, um, (laughs) and, and what I love about it is the one that I saw, it was in grayscale, meaning that they didn't get like a, 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 either they didn't get a color printer or, um, or they, they forgot to fill the, 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 they just have the black cartridge full and, um, and which either is equally plausible with him. So we have that to look for. He's running in 2024. Like I, I there's no way he, he's doing he's everything you would run. do. He, he, his ego won't let him not run. And uh, it will be, if you thought 2016 watching him destroy the, the GOP uh, competition then was funny. Wait till you watch him destroy the whole party. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll be uh pretty, pretty interesting. So, Kingsley, we have, you know, uh, this is a perfect example of, of why Float is important and why, why your platform is important. Because according to one of the more prominent members of the party that's in charge of Congress right now, the problem with media and social media right now is that they aren't doing enough to fact check and ban people and you know stop them from being able to create groups and you know and 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 you know hyper focus on every single thing they put out that 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 the problem is they're not doing enough of that they need to be kicking more people off of social media and basically depersoning them in this social media driven world that we live in now you know talk to us about and we may have started on this but what was it originally that led you to want to do this in the first place yeah um, so I was actually developing a, a, a privacy wallet. We actually got some pre-seed funding to develop a privacy wallet that was focused on, uh, for crypto, for those focused on like Monero, Zcash and other privacy protocols. But 
Then okay. uh, my wife and I, we started developing some, uh, you know, some friendships with content creators that are on YouTube. A lot of people that we, we all like know and love and, you know, and building up their YouTube audience since like the Ron Paul days or even before that, you know, getting to 100,000 subscribers, 250,000 subscribers, 500,000 subscribers, even a million subscribers. And, right. you know, starting to make an income uh, from the YouTube ads and super chats and they're following there and they're just really, you know, they're getting excited about what was going on. Um, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, deep platform, demonetize, uh, strike one, strike two, you know, no strikes, but you're out. And we, then we were like, whoa, okay, this is, this is pretty crazy what's going on. And just as, as a, a former YouTube fan myself and a fan of just, you know, Google for research and, and all these big tech platforms that we've, we've known and loved for years until really up until recently for the most part. Um, you know, I just started noticing like a lot of these independent journalists that I've, that I've been following for years, they were starting to have change words that they had to say, uh, in order to cover current events that CNN, MSNBC, the mainstream media, Fox news, um, you know, they didn't have to change the words that they had to say and it just how like strange and Orwellian that is. I mean, this is like, really, this is like affecting, you know, human psychology and behavior and, uh, in 2018, I, I actually tried to move off of all the big tech platforms to more like decentralized platforms, or at least like small tech platforms. And and I just noticed that they they weren't quite there yet. And uh, and then once I recognized that these things were happening to content creators, I realized that there was not only was it the right thing to do to support free speech, but let's create a platform where also they can earn uh, uh, money in, in crypto and, and the, you know the next the, ne the future of, of money right now. And so we. Uh, yeah, we developed we developed Float for that reason to really, you know, our, our big focus is to help content creators because they are the ones that have these larger communities on the social networks. But really just so everyone can still have a voice and it's not anything that crazy. I mean, we're really just turning the clock back about five years to what, you know, YouTube and, and Facebook for the most part stood for. What they were supposed to be, yeah. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the ethos of the internet was all it's supposed to be just, you know, human communication, mm -hmm. uncensorable and... And so here, here we are, and it's you know it's it's really it's really terrifying with like what's happening. But there there's a business opportunity. Um, I just hope you know, in, in some ways, it's before I used to kind of curse you know uh, at every time I would hear about a headline of, of Facebook censoring people or YouTube doing this doing that. But now it's like, hey, they just keep shooting yes. themselves in the foot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, go for it. Like piss off yeah. PewDiePie some more. You know whatever you got to do. Um, because it just makes our, you know, makes our mission statement or what we're doing, our goal, uh, just so, so more obvious to so many more people. And as far as like the fact checking thing, you know, we do have fact checkers actually actually on our site, um, but we we uh, democratize the fact checking to leave it up to the individual to look into the facts themselves, which is crazy, I know, but um, but that's you know that's how we feel is the most efficient way to move forward instead of hiring some sort of uh, experts that lie to you in their own, you know, uh, uh, on their own website and, and this bullshit, the facts, uh, you know, we leave it up to you to do your own are, research as many so, of us have done in the past and are doing now and will continue to do in the future. And if you can't handle that, then I would suggest staying on Twitter. I would suggest staying on, on uh, Facebook and, you know, have fun. So we've got, over on a over on float float.app um we've had a bunch of people asking questions but uh billy pierce from texas billy pierce at billy pierce for texas uh he said that he would really love to hear uh your opinions on section 230 and how actual lawsuit might look if 230 is stricken or weakened 
Yeah, I you know, I don't know. I, obviously, like we're, we're following that. Um, but I don't trust, you know, 230, it, it kind of, you know, it kind of seems like a good thing. At least it says, you know, I hate all government regulations. But sometimes you need gov- like okay, better government regulations to deal with other government regulations that they already have in the past. And that's kind of what 230 right. is in a bit. Right. So I'm, uh, you know, if they if they just take away 230, it can put us, you know, it can put us in jeopardy as as far as, uh, you know, our operations and in every other social operate, you know, social media or social platform or any type of, you know, form. Um, so I don't think that that's very, you know, enforceable. Um, it seems kind of, you know, I don't think that, I don't know how you would do that on on the Internet uh, today. But um, I mean, good luck with that if, if they try to do that. But so I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll, what they'll probably do is they'll probably try to reform it in some you know worse way for the small guys and you know how regulations exactly. go. They always benefit the big guys. So, so like, you know they'll probably be like, oh well, if your you know platform has fact checkers and this and that and blah blah blah, then you can't be sued or some, you know something stupid like that. We'll we'll see though. To, I hope they I hope they don't do anything. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So many people for you know for most of Trump's presidency anyway, have been saying, we need to get rid of section 230. You know, we need to get rid of section 230. And I always said to him, I was like, how bad do you think social media and the internet will be if they get rid of section 230? These people will be liable for the things that you say. I've seen some of the dumb stuff you put on Facebook and some of the dumb stuff you put on Twitter. They'll be liable for it. Yeah. Everybody will get kicked off. And it will, it will hurt float much more than Facebook because a Facebook has no problem with censoring everything. It'll become dog picture and food picture book. And that's pretty much it. And even then like you'll have to verify that the dog came from a no kill (laughs) shelter and that the food is vegan, gluten free and fair trade uh, or else they won't let you post that. They'll have that in place and they have an army of attorneys to fight the liability claims in court. The last thing you want, I've, I've gotten into this with so many libertarians who don't understand what Section 230 is. Section 230 is a regulation that really just it explain it's really just a clarification more than a regulation it says that when someone does something illegal on the internet they are responsible for it not the platform they did it on not the host that it was hosted on not the the owner of the the registrar for the domain that it's that you that they use to to have the website uh, for, that points to the website none of that it is the person the people that were involved in it that are are liable if you remove that protection or really just that clarification that the person who did it is responsible for it, then Float's not going to be able to exist in its current form. It'll either have to become incredibly punitive for anything that isn't like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how you'd be able to function. You would Anything that could potentially cause a lawsuit or lead to a, a criminal action, you would have to censor. Uh, I would imagine a, a smaller platform would have to just not exist. It would have to go out of business to avoid liability. So Section 230 is not the answer. The answer is to get rid of all of the various regulations that are not just on the internet, but in gen- in business in general, that that create such a, 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 a 
a barrier for people that are trying to grow a business and give so much weighting towards the established companies who are trying to you know protect their market share when you when you deregulate the business environment in general that'll make it easier for a float and, and other things to be able to thrive without having to already be these established multi-billion dollar uh, platforms but the really the biggest thing we can do is what we can do which is Use Float. Use these these um, these apps and these these social media platforms that do respect your uh, your privacy and do respect your your autonomy. Now, Kingsley, what I like about your platform is that unlike most other social media platforms or pretty much all the other ones I know of, all the other platforms they're geared towards advertisers, whereas your platform is actually geared where it should be towards creators and the people who want to see that. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, that difference between a platform where, you know, you are the, where the person using is the product and a platform that actually encourages creation and community? Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, DuckDuckGo put out a great blog post. Uh, it's probably, well, now it's probably been like a year, almost two years. And it talks about the difference of, of the DuckDuckGo model versus the, the big tech model and how, you know, big tech, Facebook, Google, all these companies are, are creating these, these social profiles of you that you're, they're selling to advertisers. But what DuckDuckGo, what they found out is actually that keyword-based advertising is much more efficient and much better for the end user um, so that they can see, you know, we're, we're going to support, we're going to support more ads going forward. But the cool thing about what we're doing is we have two sets of ads. We have network ads, which we, we make money off of. That could be like a sidebar ad, a banner ad, or even an in-post feed ad, which we were kind of toying with right now. But right. um, it's based off of uh, keywords that, that you're searching for. So we're not, we're not like gathering this whole thing, you know, and looking, taking every single little bit that you, that you put a post in on float and other sites like Facebook and, and Google, where they, they track everywhere that you're going and they, they, you know, make this model of, of you, which a lot of times is wrong. And that's what that, that was DuckDuckGo's whole thing is that a lot of times, you know, you may be searching for uh, flowers for your grandmother's 80th birthday, but that's, that doesn't say much about you actually. And every day, right. and every day, yeah. So, um, so you know, and, and what we're doing is actually we're again with uh, cryptocurrency, which is the future of money. We are creating uh, where we're connecting the advertiser to to the the user. Anyone that wants to monetize uh, their profile will be able to, whether it's audio, video, uh, even in, in posts. So if you do want to monetize your content in your community, which there's no problem with that. I mean, there's no problem with showing some something that. So a lot some people. I was I was actually surprised that a lot of people they don't mind seeing ads because if they're if they're targeted ads, then it's something that they're they're looking for. Which I, I'm that type of person want. too. It pisses us off when we see these, you know, well, pisses us off when they listen to our phones and you're talking about the Bahamas and all of a sudden you see this, you know, this thing to take a cruise or, or a flight. That's to. what bothers us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so it's just a matter of like, again, uh, we don't have to, you know, first of all, connecting advertiser to user. So the user can generate or the content creator can generate 100 percent of that uh, that advertisement. We stand out of the way as a middleman, which we could do with cryptocurrency, which is so exciting. Um, but also, yeah, just not just, you know, again, rewinding the clock a bit and just saying, Hey, we're not, we're not in it to like spy and do all this craziness and censor people. We just want to do it to be, instead of extracting value from the user, we want to create value for the user. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's really, you know, what we're doing and what we're building. Um, That's awesome, man. We had somebody ask, uh, if you guys are going to have, um, hang on. They, they they went on a comment spree. Um, 
blue check marks for uh, accounts, but not probably oh, not that's blue a good check question. marks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, uh, we actually are. So, but here's the way that we're going to do it that, that I think is really cool and different. So, uh, Keybase, have you guys heard of Keybase? Yep. It's like an encrypted chat service. Mm-hmm. So what yep, Keybase yep. did is they they made it so that you can link. So we all ha- we all have our social identities right now, right? And some of them are being taken away from us on day by day basis, like like Matt and many others. <laughs> but um, but we have you know our Facebook, our Twitter, our you know Reddit or whatever GitHub if you're a developer. So we all have these things. So what Keybase did is they made it so that you can link your Keybase account to multiple other accounts and verify those accounts, so that when I'm talking to this Keybase user, I know that. Uh, and I, you know, I know that this is their Twitter account and all this. So then I can basically have a better judgment of that. I'm talking to this key base user. And this is really important, especially when we talk about cryptocurrency and payments, because you want to know if you're transacting with someone that that is the person that you are transacting exactly. with. That we have, we have some friends and, uh, that actually just got, got scammed, unfortunately, because of, uh, uh, Aaron's uh, had an impersonator yeah. and they thought, you know, they was a really good impersonator. They thought that, that, uh, you know, what it was just, you know, bullshit story, but, but anyway, you know, so that that's terrible. But where Twitter, the blue check mark, it became this, you know, this first of all is like celebrity only celebrities and this and that. And it's it's still pretty much that. You have to have you know, but at the end of the day, it's just a better verification of your online Twitter identity. So why why is it this like, you know, esteemed thing? Oh, I got a blue check mark. It shouldn't even be like that. It should be, you know, it should be anybody should be able to have a blue check mark as long as they uh, perform certain functions to verify their identity. So we're right. going to have we're going to do the same thing. We're copying what Keybase is doing, where you'll be able to verify with your other social accounts, and we'll try to include as many as we can so that you'll be able to verify to your photo account. And then also one idea that I am toying with because I don't, I personally as a, as a company don't want to be involved with getting you know Twitter typically or even Facebook they want your your government ID and all this craziness. We're trying to make ID uh, where you can have an ID that's not tied to government. Um, so, so, but we may, what we may do is that where we have a, there's tons of third party, uh, uh, providers out there now, and we can just link up their API so that if you did want to verify your government identity and say you have a business or you're a certain personality on float, then you can send your, your, uh, your ID to them. And then we can just use an API process to like verify that, okay, they, they gave you the check mark and then goes to float. So that's, those are some of the things that we're working on really just taking the models that exist today, but making them better and more transparent. And we feel better for the end user that's awesome that is awesome man so i mean i i this is the time like you said you know we saw this coming uh i don't think any of us or i i certainly didn't think it would be happening this quickly and rapidly uh but it is obvious that they are that you know big tech is moving towards in 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 a frightening pace to curate what people think and it's and it's one thing. So if I were to make a social media platform and I said, OK, listen, if you advocate for genocide, you're gone. Or if you advocate for pedophilia, you're gone. Like, you know, it's one thing to have a certain set of standards. And I think that that's where Facebook and Twitter and these other ones started was you can't go on there and be like, yeah, let's round up all of this group and murder them or something like that. But at some point it turned into, well, we don't think this is true. So you shouldn't be able to say that either. And when people say this, there are bad people who agree with that. Not mm-hmm. everyone who agrees with it is bad, but there are certainly some gra- bad people who agree with that. So you can't say that either. And we didn't like who won the 2016 election. So we're certainly not going to ever let that happen on our social media again. 
And it all of a sudden turned into, we're going to decide the outcome of what people believe by molding what people are and are not allowed to say on our increasingly uh, dominant platforms. And I actually, uh, uh, I forget, what was the name of the person I talked to on your, on your pod, on your, sh- on, on float that we talked on, on your podcast, like two days Richard. before the election? Yeah, yeah Richard. Richard. And we talked about the whole dopamine rush effect that is in social media. Social media is gamed uh, in the same way. It's it's kind of a much more extreme version of a slot machine where you get these little mini rushes and it keeps you at it and you lose track of what time it is. You lose track of what you're doing. The difference is imagine a uh, imagine a slot machine that always gave you more money than you put in. That's essentially what Facebook and, and Twitter and these other social media are. You're not paying anything up front except your time, and you're getting back this reward of people validating you, people liking you, people heart reacting you, people talking to you, people sharing your content. And, and what happens is your brain gets addicted to that. You know, that's why when a lot of people, when they're away from their social media, uh, for a long period of time because of like an internet outage or something, they get depressed because they've been so wired to need that dopamine rush. And that puts Facebook and, and Twitter and, and YouTube and the rest of them in a position now of saying, yeah, you lose that if you don't do what we say. If you if you want to be able to continue getting that good feeling without having to go outside, then you got to say the way th- the things the way we want you to say. You have to avoid opinions we don't want you to say. And they're really molding people, you know, getting them hooked on the product, and then you know, molding people's opinion. And and I I think it's great that you're doing the opposite. That you're saying no, you should be able to engage in this without having us tell you what to say. Are there any you know Are there any things that can or cannot be said on your platform that you know are are deal breakers or you know what what are those types of things yeah so we have to we have to follow uh u.s law because we are a u.s based company right um but uh, but you know we might have to change that soon depending on what's coming with the the new administration but um but yeah i mean we have we have a, a basic set of rules uh no spam no doxing no malware no username squatting uh we're we're going to be updating these rules too here just to explain them a little better but but we want it to be as you know the the the, the issue right now too with with big tech is because they have these com- community guidelines right and they're yep. just so vague and then even if they do kick you off you know uh, our other friend Josh he just got kicked off uh, again for his facebook now it's completely disabled and they, it's like you know they they don't even tell you what you where you what, you what rule you broke of theirs. We have right. so many so many stories of that from you know two hundred fifty thousand subscribers on on uh, you know YouTube you know taken away boom like that and they don't tell you anything. So we just want to be as you know transparent and even if we do kick you off, we're going to let you know what what you know what happened here and it's because it's going to you know stem from uh you know from these seven rules or you know we like i said we might, we're just going to basically go out and uh and make these as you know plain language as possible no legalese and uh and yeah i mean again you know especially like when it comes to uh well ip and then also uh you know like threats of violence or harassment and this I mean, in right. my opinion, you know, again, we, 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 you know, go by our, uh, our legal advice to, to deal with things as they come. But, um, but I mean, it just, it's just interesting um, when it comes to like, you say like a, a threat or something like that. I mean, if you're going to get the authorities involved with all this, well, then it might be a, a bit easier to, uh, you know, to actually have that, have that information public for a bit. And so whoever needs to deal with it can deal with it. But, um, exactly. but it's, you know, it's just interesting times right now and things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Um, well, thank you so much for Matt. Did you have any other questions? Um, we we had somebody on float that said that uh, Kingsley was really hot and wants your number. Well, but, I'm married, but go ahead and slide into my my PMs, my private messages <laughs> on float, which are two fifty six bit encrypted. Um, and that's another thing that we had, you know, we had it on float is so that, uh, you know, we want to support encrypted messaging. We're, we're even looking into ways where we can integrate potentially, uh, not, it's not a promise, but this is something that I, I would really like because we're, we're our big focus too of us is being interoperable. So right now you can, you can attach your, your, uh, your Twitter account to your float profile. So when you, when you, uh, post the float, it'll auto post to Twitter. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you can download your Facebook dad and upload it to float. We're going to be adding ways where you can actually, if you upload a video and post it on float, it can go to library and to uh, YouTube at the same time. We want to make it so live streaming, you can just go to our app and you can almost have a, a restream feature that's, uh, that's built in so that you can, you know, you can cast to, to many places at the same time all simultaneously. That's so, awesome. um, that's awesome. Where was it going? That's actually that? very what awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. What, uh, th- that was your segue out of someone saying they wanted to hit up your DMs. Um, oh, right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. So, sorry. It, I was going to say it, that we were in looking at it was your wife that was trying to hit up your DMs. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like with with uh, with messages, for instance, like l- we're looking into ways where we can have the float encrypted messaging, but also we can have. Do you remember back in the day where we had like MSM Messenger and AOL and Yahoo and IRC and all these other ones, and then they had like apps like Trilio and other ones that that put them all in a nice uh, format where you can just yep. interact with yep. one person yep. in one app. Yeah. So we're looking into doing that on Float with uh, Signal and Telegram right now, so we can integrate those two in your, awesome. in your Float. So we just want to be like That's... a central hub for communication and uh, and broadcasting your message, and also you know payments too. And I think uh, over time, I mean, right now, you know, this is what I, I tell a lot of people, but right now is the the opportunity to gain a hundred million users, which is less than five percent of Facebook's user base in the next five years. And I think it's completely possible for us and a bunch of other platforms. I think there's going to be a, you know, a splintering of different communities that come out. And we just want to be one of the communities that helps uh, connect these different platforms, both old big tech and, and kind of this you know, small tech, new tech, and, uh, and be the kind of the gateway for people to use. That's awesome, that's, man. That's so, awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, that is really, really cool. So Kings, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I, you know, give you one more chance to give your, your elevator pitch for Float. Uh, you know, if if people want to find out more, what's the best way uh, to do that? What's the best way for them to find out more about Float? Um, yeah, I mean, just join Floats. Um, I'm uh, King on there, Float.app slash King. Uh, also, my wife is great at uh, communicating and helping people uh, get onboarded to Float. So she's she's Aaron. Um, you know, just uh, there's tons of there's tons of uh, videos out there and. And, you know, I've been, I've been a, a libertarian, uh, now I call myself a voluntarist, but you know, I've been a libertarian since the Ron Paul days back in, I think, 27, I turned libertarian. Uh, really, really think that, you know, what we're doing is important, along with just the movement uh, for free speech to keep free speech on, on the internet. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, again, like it's a simple equation, really. The more users uh, these platforms like Float get, the more... Uh, you know, money that we can potentially get from investors to build the platform that we all want. And we're even, uh, we're actually going to be launching a crowdfunding campaign this year uh, that we can actually have non-accredited investors that to, uh, to invest in floats. So we're really excited about that, but now's the time. I mean, there's such a huge opportunity and, uh, and also now's the time to stand up and, and do, you know, what's right. So I have the, the honor 
of, you know, having a platform out there that I feel is really doing the right thing and is on the right trajectory. And I think now, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it really is terrifying, you know, what I believe that they're, they're doing with both uh, just the manipulation of, of the media and now with, you know, that, that coming into social media. And so I think it's, you know, now's the time to really support good people doing good things. And I feel that we're one of those companies and along with all you guys as well. And so we need to connect and we need to uh, create communities both online and in the real world. And Float is one of those places. And we're also going to be doing awesome. Float Fest in, in, uh, in uh, Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, March 8th through the 11th is Float Fest, which is our first uh, kind of in real, you know, float uh, float branded events. We've done Anarcho Vegas in the past. We were going to do Anarcho Vegas and Crypto Vegas last year, but, you know, Corona happens. And so uh, so now we're doing, it's going to be, it's about 90 minutes northeast of Austin in Gauss, Texas, I think you pronounce it. It's on over 100 acres of farmland. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we're also an uh, Anarchapoco uh, streaming partner. So, and there may be some other big announcements in regards to that with some big names uh, showing up at FloatFest. But it's a camping event, uh, free to vend. It's going to be super cheap. I think we it's it's at floatfest.com right now. And um, yeah, check it out. It's a great website that we we just launched. Our, our team launched um, has all the information there. It's it's cheap. We're only charging. We're charging by car. Uh, it's free to vend. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have been to pork fest, but kind of like a pork fest or a jack oh, okay, cool. type of vibe camping, bring your RV, um, you know, show up with nothing. There's, uh, there's accommodations like 15, 20 minutes away as well. But, but yeah, we're really excited about that. We have some really big announcements uh, that are, that are planned in the next couple of weeks. No, uh, that that's awesome. And, you know, we were, we were on float, God, a year and a half ago. Year yeah, yeah, almost two years. Are you trying ago. to get a free yeah, ticket? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we're not. We're not, not trying to get we're a free not, ticket. Yeah. I was just going to give you guys props, but you know, I'll take that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I'll take a ticket. So. But um, yeah, we, <laughs> you know, we were early adopters of Flow, and you know, it immediately became one of our favorite social media sites. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just the sheer fact that we're not getting kicked off um, makes it just much more promising. That much more uh, popular with us. Yeah. Yeah. Really love that one. Um, and I know Spike just opened up his personal over there. Yep. Um, are you just Spike Cohen over there? Or are you literally? Yeah. Float, float.app slash Spike Cohen. And we're also uh, float.app slash Muddy Waters Media for, for Muddy Waters. And yep. uh, yeah, everyone go to float and leave everything else and we can go and be free. Right. So, folks, thanks so much. And, and King, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate thanks you for having coming me. on. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, uh... so, folks, we're going to do a, a brief intermission and then we'll be right back. Uh, and we will, when we get back, we will be doing the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. Uh, so, be sure to stay tuned for that. Bonjour à tous. Hello, everyone. Our parents and grandparents built this country. They raised us, and they deserve so much better. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I was absolutely floored to see a federal party leader use insinuations and carefully coded questions and 
and of course stand there innocently and say, oh, I was just asking questions. That's ridiculous. Mais voyons qu'on s'aligne à notre façon, la misinformation. Monsieur Blanchet, t'es con, con, con. Okay. Monsieur Blanchet, t'es con, con, con. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mais voyons. That's ridiculous. J'étais tellement étonné. That's ridiculous. Mais voyons. That's ridiculous. La misinformation. Last week, what happens when leaders don't take care of the words they do, and particularly this week, when we just lived through last week, that kind of political pandering to the worst elements and to fears and anxieties has no place in Canada, and all of us need to stand up strongly to push back against that anywhere it happens in this country. Monsieur Blanchet, t'es con, con, con. Okay. Monsieur Blanchet, t'es con, con, con. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mais voyons. That's ridiculous. J'étais tellement étonné. That's ridiculous. Mais voyons. That's ridiculous. La misinformation. Hey, that's not supposed to look like that. Hey, everybody. This is... We're back. But also, I don't know why Matt looks like that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. I'm going to fix this while Matt talks. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, how about how about that uh, man? King Kingsley was amazing. He was great. Yeah, King is like fantastic. I did. I didn't doubt he would be, but that was. And we were all like mildly different shades of brunette and or blonde. Like it was like a spectrum. We, yeah, we were the whole. We were the whole brunette spectrum. I don't know mm-hmm. why your thing's doing that. Um, but, uh, yeah, for anybody who isn't on float, uh, float.app, float.app slash, uh, muddied waters media, you can find us, um, and check out, uh, floatfest.com floatfest.com where you can get information on floatfest, which is coming up March 8th. Um, super excited about the event, especially, you know, if. Our good friends over at Float. Uh, give us tickets, yeah, because I mean we're tickets, early yeah. adopters. Give us tickets. We're early if, adopters, we, Matt. We're we're early adopters. Not and you know, we're we're early adopters. And if we get the little float symbol next to our name, uh, yeah, we're gonna get a blue float mark or whatever they're gonna call it. Whatever they're gonna use it, yeah. Well, um, folks, thanks again for coming back after our brief intermission. We are now on that magical thing called the. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you go to our anchor, which is at anchor.fm slash, or anchor.fm slash muddied waters, and you can leave messages there by pressing the leave a message button. You can also, uh, you can also uh, make donations to us there. If you want to give us some money, you don't have to. Uh, It's not required for us to uh play your message but we will like you more if you if you give us money so there is that so here is our first uh here is our first question from raw liberty media hey matt hey mike this is jake johnson from raw liberty media for the uh, anchor call i just wanted to see your guys opinion was on joe biden uh do tax deal I couldn't understand what he was saying. 
So I think what he was saying um, was that Joe Biden something about four point nine trillion dollars. But I or maybe I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look up maybe, Joe Biden four point nine trillion dollars because it don't may know have been one point nine trillion dollars, which is the stimulus package that he's proposed. Oh. Uh, yeah, because nothing's coming up for four trillion. Oh yeah, one point nine trillion. So assuming uh, that you asked about the stimulus deal, it's garbage. Uh, the vast majority of the money is going to big business and uh, big government agencies. That little of it's going to us, and it's going to be used as an excuse to keep us shut down indefinitely. So it's terrible, Matt. Right. Can't really Matt say also anything hates else. It. Yeah, I mean, Matt hates it. Yeah, I hate it. He's ten. I think, and it's ten thousand dollars off student loans that he's been promising. But this is this is the man that wrote the bill that made it so you can't claim them on your bankruptcies, and that's part of the reason that they skyrocketed in, in uh, cost over the years. And he is now saying, "Well, I'm going to give you ten thousand of that money back, even though I said you couldn't claim it on your bankruptcy." Yeah, and that's it so an it was expensive. Yeah, and that's also an unfunded mandate. That's actually not funded in this bill. So that's going to be up to future Congresses to decide how to pay that off. So, uh, right. so that'll be fun. So here is our next question from Josh. And I think this is actually a two-parter. Hey, Matt, Spike, a bunch of us, not even just Sarah, got shadow banned today. Uh, this is Josh McCose. I also got shadow banned. I'm no longer able to use Messenger. Um, so, like you're saying, all the super fans were getting were getting uh, oh, wow. shadow banned, and it's eh, at least it's making me less distracted from what I'm supposed to be doing. But you know, fuck Zuck. Oh. So, so it looks uh, like Joshua's back now. So I know that I saw him over on YouTube and I saw him on Float. I don't know if he was on uh, Facebook or not. But, um, yeah, a lot of people have been getting uh, not really shadow banned, but complex entity banned or whatever they're calling it over there now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be able to actually um, do things. Right. Uh, and... I know that a lot of people who watch this show have had that happen. I don't know if there's a correlation. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Uh, but I do agree with the obscenity suck. Yes. And I think this is probably an, a corollary to that because it's it's just one. It's eight seconds. Here we go. Hey, Matt. Guess what? Alaska Bush Company, that's the strip club here. Gonna Google that now too. Yeah. I sure. Okay. Wow, he's right. The great Alaskan Bush Company is a nude showroom. In Alaska. And but it's a nude I... showroom and juice bar. Oh. They don't they do not serve alcohol there. You can get some refreshing juice. <laughs> what? Could you imagine like juice like when you go to a juice bar it's expensive? Could you imagine it at a strip club? <laughs> it's, it, well, it, I mean 
you kind of have to be drunk or on something for continuing to throw money at your own sexual frustration making yes. sense. I'm trying to picture staying in that mindset and being like, I'd like another five alive. Like, it, <laughs> it's like, I, can you add some protein to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can it, is, is, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, can you add some almond powder to that? Because, oh, that's funny. That is funny. Here's one from Billy Pierce, uh, who uh, I am a huge fan of. He was He's down in Texas. He ran for Theft Collector, uh, did very well in that race, and uh, is really, really good at messaging Liberty. So here's one for, uh, for Billy Pierce. Howdy, fellas. Billy Pierce from Houston, Texas here. Hey, right now, a lot of us at the local and state libertarian party levels are working very hard to try to try to be an accommodating, welcome place for all of the folks in America who find themselves politically homeless or, or political orphans right now. And there are a lot of them. But in true libertarian fashion, we are uh, tripping over our own feet and arguing internally, uh, often in full public view of everybody else. So not a good look. Uh, so would you two fine gentlemen care to offer a little advice for those of us who are trying to work to meet people where they are, find common ground, find things we can agree on and work with people uh, on the things that we agree on without getting bogged down on the things, uh, the things we might disagree on and how to do that uh, in the political environment um, with the other stubborn, ferocious, passionate libertarians. That's a great question. Matt, you uh, you are a member of the Libertarian National Party and have been in, in more than one state affiliate. What, what are your thoughts yeah, on this? Yeah, I'm, I've been a member of two separate state affiliates and uh, the National Party. Um, <laughs> so uh, a big reason that Yes, there's a lot of people who feel uh, politically homeless right now. There's, you know, a lot of Republicans feel that they didn't have the Republic, the Republican Party didn't have Trump's back and now they want to leave and they're looking at the Libertarian Party. Um, and I want everybody to look at the Libertarian Party because I think that a lot of the people who feel politically homeless actually probably are Libertarians, but they just don't realize it yet. Uh, right. The, the question is whether or not you can leave behind the need for government to enforce their will on people or not for anybody who says that they can i want them to come now as for the infighting inside inside the party a lot of that is communication a lot of that is we have different definitions for words um there was a show that we did back during the election. And uh, you were talking about the libertarian left and the libertarian right. And capitalism yep. uh, was one that they, that both sides see differently. Uh, the right the libertarian right sees a free market capitalism, like a laissez faire and the left sees it as crony capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's the way that I've always described it anyway, is crony capitalism. And basically, uh, yeah. Right. And that is, where a lot of the uh, division comes from. Um, so nailing down the terms, uh, nailing down the terms, figuring out how to talk to each other in a civil way and understanding what each, yeah. 
in a civil way. That's a big portion of that. A um, civil way, yes. A civil way, but figuring out how to talk to each other in a civil way, and then um, understanding where each other are coming from when talking about the different terms will be able to bring a lot of the party together. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think some of it is definitional, like like Matt was talking about with capitalism or with free markets or uh, even just the ideas of left and right. Uh, and But there are some things that libertarians of different stripes disagree on. Left libertarians, right libertarians, minarchists, anarchists. There are some things we just straight up disagree on. Even if we agree to the terms, we still disagree, you know, how we should proceed. What we all agree on is that we are headed at light speed the wrong way. <laughs> if we recognize that we're headed the wrong way, that we need to make a completely 180 turn and head this way for quite some time, I feel like that is a far better use of our time for us to act, to work together and advocate for pushing that way, as opposed to letting our disagreements over what our hypothetical society that's never going to come about until we actually can come together and dismantle what's being built, continuously being built right now. Uh, until we do that, it's useless for us to even bother talking about it. So I just have no interest in doing that that arguing. I'm I'm happy to do a debate with someone, but that's completely different than continuously fighting and refusing to work with people that you disagree with things on. Going back to Billy's question about bringing people in, the politically homeless, we need to meet them where they are in what they agree with us on. So many of the people that might be coming in from the Republican Party, they want a smaller government, they want lower taxes, uh, they want less regulation, uh, or at least le less regulation on the things they care about. They want their gun rights respected. So we can agree with them on that. The more they come into the party and the more we can coalition with them, the more we have a position to explain why we also support open migration, or at least streamlined immigration, why we support uh, you know, ending police brutality and ending the war on drugs. Some of them may already agree with that. Uh, why we, you know, support ending the wars and bringing the troops home. Some of them may support that already. The things that we disagree on, the things that they're still authoritarian on, we can meet them where they are and influence them as to why libertarianism works. Our ideas are better than theirs. So if we're on a, an equal playing field where we can talk to each other over time, we can influence them with our ideas. They're not going to convince us to be authoritarians, but we can convince them to be libertarians. That's never going to happen if we go, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Are you telling me you don't agree at least like 95% with our platform right now? Well, then get out of here. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Right. Get out. So that's what we have to do. It doesn't mean that we elect them to lead us. It just means we welcome them in. Come join us. Find out what we're about. Let's here help us with this campaign. And while they're while they're watching the person campaign on property rights and and you know a a a a, a consistent take on libertarianism and they're you know uh, uh, um, uh, constructively and proactively involved in it, they can go, oh wow, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I never looked at it that way. That's probably how they got where they are right now is by the, the influence of those around them. So let's be the new people around them. So here is the next question. This one is a political question. Totally different than these other questions. A political question that's from so Alex. Totally Boyd. different from all of last week. Oh, that's why you put that. It's an actual political. OK, all right, cool. From Alex Boyer. Hello, hello, Alex from Virginia calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney law anchor call in line. 
I have a question today for the guy on left and Spike Cohen. And last week, the guy on left said he wished that the questions would stay political in nature. And, well, I can't speak for everyone else leaving questions, but I will abide by that. So, wish granted. (laughs) Which brings me to the topic of today's question. Bigfoot forums. On the Bigfoot forums, there's a few different camps of what people believe Bigfoot actually is. Some believe that he is a hominid, some sort of missing link between people and apes. Others believe that he's just a folklore myth type deal. And some think that he is an interdimensional warrior who has come here to protect the planet. What do you guys think? Thank you. I think he's just Matt Hicks drunk wandering through the forest. I was going to say Matt Hicks is probably as good. The more I talk with Matt Hicks, the more I realize that he's probably Sasquatch. Right. I mean, he is often he is often wandering through the woods, bewildered and very ginger. (laughs) Yep. It's probably Matt Hicks. Um, So here's the next question. Thanks for that political question, by the way. Here's from Will, uh, uh, Will McElveen. Will McElveen here on McElveen. the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Got it like right, damn it. it. Anywho, it right. He got it right. I just want to say, come on, man. Have you seen Biden's tax plan? This is ridiculous. Not to mention oh, the stimulus crap that he's going to try and do. Let's just print more fucking money out of thin air. Makes no sense. Anywho. Hope y'all are doing well. Been a while since I've called in, but either way, love y'all. Have a good day. And hashtag guy on phone. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. He ran with a bunch of bad boys. Yeah, no, Biden's uh, tax plan is um, awful. Um, currently, I am sitting in the studio at time code production um and fantastic guys like four four people own and run this company uh they do everything that this company uh needs they they're the writers they're the people who shoot it they're people who produce it they're people who sell they're four people do everything for this company um and they are a fantastic video uh, creating and editing company. Uh, so for any of your video editing needs, go to timecodeproduction.com. Timecode production. Yep. But today, they were talking about Biden's tax plan before the show. And they were very concerned about some of the increases that they, as a small business, were going to be seeing. And coming off of a pandemic, um, coming off of a pandemic, uh, where it was hard to sell video. <laughs> a lot of people didn't need video done. Um, right, but, right. But they, you know, they, they've continued to, to, to make it throughout all of this, and then they're going to get hit with a higher tax bill should this tax, uh, should the, should this tax plan go through. And that, that scares them. Like, that obviously it scares them. It, it should. It absolutely should. Um, yeah. And it should for anybody that's a small business owner and it should for anybody that's a corporation because uh, these taxes are going to go up for literally everybody, which will increase the cost of everything for everybody. Yep. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, there's, this is one of those things where there's just nothing redeemable about it. So like, you know, there's some stuff with Biden, like, okay, uh, he's uh, repealing the, the Muslim ban. Great. Uh, his immigration plan seems to be somewhat better than Trump's, although deportations have gone up. So that'll remain to be seen if it's all just, you know, changing window dressing, but not really changing anything. But at least the tenor and tone of it sounds like he's going to probably be a little bit better on immigration, but we don't know. He's more than likely going to be better on trade. Not positive of that, but probably so he's going to going to end the trade wars, which is it's good for American consumers and American workers and American businesses. Uh, what else? Um... Going to reinstate the Iran uh, nuclear deal. That's probably a good thing. It's pretty downhill after that. And it was mostly downhill with Trump. I mean, you'd have to look at the handful of things he did. Uh, This plan is everybody pays more in taxes. And it's... uh, yeah, it's really bad. And and this is, I mean, when you say, you know, which of the two parties is worse on taxes, typically it's the Democrats that are worse on taxes. The Republicans try their best to be bad, too, for some reason. Uh, but the, the, the Democrats typically, like when it comes to taxes, holy crap, they just don't even pretend that you have a right to your money. And uh, it's pretty much a favor what they let you keep. And um, yeah, no, it's bad. Come on, man. It's bad. Come on, man. Come on, man. Corn so Pop here is dude. Corn Pop was a lion dog faced pony soldier, man. So here's another one from uh, Billy Pierce. Howdy, Spike and Matt. Billy Pierce here from Houston, Texas. Hope you're doing well. Listen, there's a lot of folks out there right now that are finding themselves politically homeless or political orphans or ideologically estranged from their previous movements. And uh, it's a great opportunity for us to bring folks in to the liberty movement and the libertarian party. But like in true libertarian fashion, what we're doing instead is arguing amongst ourselves, often in full public view. uh, And it's uh, it's heartbreaking and a little bit embarrassing because we don't seem to be able to argue or disagree with one another civilly. And uh, and I find that problematic. So I was wondering, the two of you, surely you don't agree on everything. How do you handle uh, things that you disagree on? And I'm talking about real things, policy things, oh, this ideological is a question. Things. Uh, how do the two of you disagree with one another and still maintain a working relationship? Can you give us some examples and some advice uh, how to get along? Thanks, guys. He had me in. He had me in the first half. I thought he had <laughs> forgotten. He had already asked the question. So, uh, yeah how do how do we how do we, you? I, I'll let you start with this. How do we how do we deal? We don't really disagree yeah, on we, a lot. We don't really disagree on a whole lot. Like we, there there's been a few things over the course of two years that we were slightly off on, but not like minor, minors. Yeah. Really the biggest disagreements we've had are like predicting outcomes. Like, and that's not really like disagreement. Like, Oh, you're wrong. It's like, well, uh, I think in 2018, you thought that the, uh, the Republicans were going to hold a, a a slight majority in the set in the house. In, in the and house. I thought it was going to be that the, the Democrats would hold a slight. We ended up being both wrong. The Democrats just completely swept it. Um, but so like that kind of stuff. But do we I don't know that we have a. I mean, the time you took your shirt off during the campaign, I was like, oh, what are you doing? But, you know, it's your campaign. But that's not a political disagreement. <laughs> yeah, we're mean, like, what the hell are you doing more than a why, political Why did you do this? 
Um, yeah, uh, we really like legitimately. We don't disagree on a on a whole lot. On a lot, yeah. Um, and if if ever there was, I know on my end, um, if ever there was a time that I did disagree with Spike, um, usually by the time he explained his position, it was better than any explanation I had for my side. And it just kind of, I was like, well, now we just agree on that, I guess. Uh, Is that why we agree on everything? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, those you're, rare you're times so we better. disagree. Um, <laughs> those uh, rare really, times we disagree, by the time I'm done, you're like, yes, me too. <laughs> Billy, uh, in the comments, Billy said, what about business decisions? And in business decisions, um, there's only been one thing that I remember us really disagreeing on, but I did let Spike do it. Um, and we lost our like button because of it. Um, <laughs> we lost our like button on Facebook because he decided to go Yang Gang happy one day. And uh, we haven't gotten, we never got that back. Um, we never got that back. Um, so now, so now I defer to Matt on all business things <laughs> yeah. because I said, Matt, I got a fantastic idea. I've got about 250 Yang Gang memes. It was at the height of Yang Gang. It was when everyone it was, was doing the height the thing. of Yang Gang. And he was like, I think this is a bad idea. We don't even support Andrew Yang. And I'm like, yeah, but it's viral. So about 80 later, I lost the ability to post for 12 hours. And then we lost our like button. Which we didn't know we lost our like button until months later when I was talking to somebody about the show. And he goes, I want to like your page, but I can't. And I was like, huh. Yeah. yeah. And it explained why we went from growing by like 2,000 likes a day to none. To none. To none. Just a bunch of follows. And even then, it was way down. Um so, yeah, so no, on we, business things, I, I, I differ. But even on that, most, most business stuff we even agree on. Like, I, we really agree on a lot of stuff. We really agree on a lot of stuff. That's part of the reason it has worked so well. Yeah, because and when we do disagree, it's like really minor stuff. We're, we're both like, you know what, just do it your way. And the other one's like, ah, no, just do it your And so we end up just like compromising that little different bit. Like, we really right. just don't. Watch, now we're going to disagree on everything. Um, <laughs> but... uh yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I can tell you – put it this way. Here's another example. Um, when I just disagree with someone in general, um, and, and Matt can weigh in on this as well, uh, I tend to look at where they're coming from and also looking at the fact that I may not know everything and that they may have a good point. And so usually I, I'm, I think, different than a lot when I'm having a very deep – uh, political discussion or debate, as long as they're doing it in good faith, I'm more than happy to like ask questions and find out more about their thoughts. And by the time they're done explaining it, I may be like, oh yeah, no, I'm still right here. I'm going to explain, you know, why I, why I think that, you know, my way's better or whatever. But by then I've built up a rapport where I can do that. Or while they're talking, I might be like, huh, okay, well then maybe that's a good point. You know, I agree to disagree or, you might be right or, or whatever. Um, so that, that's the way I handle that. I, I'm not, I, I don't see a disagreement as a reason to uh, come to blows uh, or, or, or get personal or anything like that. I might be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I go, 
I wake up every day. I mean, I'm, I'm dating a Jewish woman, so I wake up every day assuming I'm wrong about something. Um, and should feel guilty about it. And, and should feel very guilty about it. Um, I, I love her, though, and she's my world. Um, <laughs> she, she, make, she makes my food, and it is amazing. I was uh, going to say, you are. <laughs> I date a Jewish woman who cooks all my meals. So here, let me, let me, let me trash talk. um oh yeah she can comment this week uh but um yeah so like whenever i (laughs) for a short period of time um until she threatens to murder me again uh but (laughs) whenever i go into a disagreement like i know i don't know everything right um if i'm i hate losing but i know i don't know everything so you have to do a good job convincing me that your opinion is right. However, I am willing to switch, but it hurts me on the inside to do it. Because <laughs> uh, you've lost. Because I've I, lost, right. The, the way I look at it is either I'm right now or I'm about to be right after you explain something that makes more sense than what I thought. And... Like I, I, I just and maybe it's from the business time that I've had with business, but I always saw losing or failing as an opportunity to learn. And uh, and, you know, it's like one more one more puzzle piece, you know, that's that was missing. That's now in place for how to be able to do it successfully. And I, I guess maybe I look at it the same way with that. I, I'm not, you know, the reason that I've evolved quite a bit politically in the first place was because I wasn't really terribly married to. Uh, ideas once I was uh, I, I, well maybe maybe the drugs changed me too because once I was sober I was just like yeah you know what you might be right and it, and it kind of did that so it's when I was on drugs that it was hard to change my <laughs> mind so here's uh, here's one more from uh, from Billy Pierce howdy spiky Matt Billy Pierce from- I, I, I'm wondering if the first 30 seconds of this is going to be the exact same <laughs> but, but then he'll like flip it up on us at the end anyway Houston Texas here again Colin, to talk to you about bigotry. Uh, Bigotry is getting batted around a whole lot online these days amongst libertarians, seeing new people come into the movement or come into the party. And uh, some folks are worried about the party being inundated by bigots. Now, bigotry is a funny word. Everybody thinks they know what it means. and Nobody thinks that they're a bigot. (laughs) Um, But bigotry actually has a lot of different definitions and a lot of different understandings. Um, Should we be allowing folks who hold bigoted opinions to come into the party and try to change their minds once they're here? Or should we be gatekeepers and say, uh, you can't come in here until, you, uh, until you're no longer a bigot? Is bigotry uh, allowable under libertarian principles so long as it's not, uh, uh, we don't use force to enforce it? Um, and how do you understand bigotry? What's your definition? Thanks, guys. Do, do you want to do this one first? Or? So... My definition of bigotry uh, is thinking that you or a group of people that you are a part of is better than another. Like that, Basically. essentially, that's it. Um, that that's my own personal definition. Um, and do I think that we should allow people in uh, the Libertarian Party who have bigoted ideas? I think that. Anybody who is saying we need to keep any group of people out 
has bigoted ideas. <laughs> and by the, by the by the textbook definition, by the textbook definition, yeah, uh, they have bigoted ideas. Um, I do think a lot of minds can be changed by talking to people. Um, I think a lot of people have these ideas in their heads of what it is of what it is they're trying to keep out or what it is, you know, of people that they want to not see in the party or whatever. Um, and even the people who are trying to come in who, you know, they might have bigoted ideas against other groups. Um, but it's about talking to them and, and making them realize if we're looking at individual rights. We aren't looking at group rights. Um, if you look at the individual, if you look at the individual and you say that person deserves every right that, everybody else has then you can't really be bigoted against people or groups of people because you're looking at them as an individual i agree i agree so uh first of all um cory arms asked spike did you go to rehab no cory i actually just um i went cold turkey and i had a couple little minor slips in that time but within a matter of a of Pretty much by the end of, of about a month's time, I was I was pretty much clear um, of of taking anything, and uh, and I I just am not uh, you know I, I I'm one of those people that have thankful I've been very blessed that I didn't uh, you know have a desire to go back to that or anything else because um, I did everything and um, allegedly I didn't actually Alleg- do anything. You're, you're in South Carolina. I'm in South Carolina, which has no statute of limitations for anything. So I have no idea what drugs even are, but they sound terrible. <laughs> they, sound um, awful. they sound awful. Uh, so uh, someone actually posted the, where is it? Um, uh, the definition, Fetcher Jordan. Here, The definition of uh, bigotry, and this is the, I, when, I, when I Googled it, it was the same thing. Um, a person who is obstinately or unreasonably attached to a belief, opinion, or faction, especially one who is prejudiced against or antagonistic toward a group, or a person, or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. So, technically, I love you too. Technically, if you say... I don't want this a member of this group or ideology in my group. You're technically bigoted. Now, when we use the word bigotry, we typically use it to mean people who are intolerant of, you know, people because of intrinsic things that they can't control. So uh, bigoted against women, bigoted against um, uh, gender and sexual minorities, uh, bigoted towards uh, people of different colors and things like that. And so there were two questions there. One is, can bigotry exist in a libertarian framework or society? And can, um, and then can, how, you know, what should we be doing if there are people who have bigoted ideas coming to the libertarian party? I will again say this, and I can speak as someone who came here as a recovering neocon who still thought that the military should probably turn most of the Middle East into glass, uh, you know, with nuclear weapons, and who had some pretty garbage opinions on immigration too when i first got here i am glad that there are people who instead of saying no get out you don't you know you still have some some you know problematic and racist borderline racist or at least bigoted and certainly anti-authoritarian views get out uh that instead they said hey welcome here here's why your opinions are trash 
and here's why you're here's why we're right and here's why you're wrong and that's much better i'm here now because i was welcomed and told why why i was wrong and i think we should be doing that welcoming people now if someone's coming in they're trying to you know recruit for their clan or something like that, that that's one thing i'm talking about people who legitimately are coming to the movement because they agree with a lot of what we're saying it, it makes sense to them they recognize they're never going to get what they want from republicans or democrats they're really starting to be disillusioned with what they believe but darn it why do we got to let mexicans in and you go hey welcome in here's why we got to let mexicans in for the same reason we just let you in schmuck and like this is how you can actually get people and 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 bring them in. If they already agree with you on some things, you can then say, hey, great, here's why we are consistent in thinking that way about immigration or about foreign policy or about criminal justice or whatever. But you can't have that conversation if you push them away. They're going to go back to whatever they go to. Also, keep in mind, most people are the product of the media they consume and their social circles. So if you bring them into your social circle... And expose them to your media, Muddy Waters Media, their, your media, now you've changed their opinion. They start to, very few people come in with these very strong, you know, political, philosophical underpinnings. They come in with kind of a hodgepodge of ideas that mostly came from the media they consume and their social network of, of, of people, uh, social safety, uh, social, uh, uh, their social circle and network and so forth. Like, so become their new social circle and Expose them to better ideas. That's my opinion on it. The and question as to whether or not bigotry can exist in a libertarian society. In a libertarian society, a bigot is not a powerful person. A bigot is just, or a, or a racist, is just a, a jerk. Um, and they don't have the power to use that against people. Other than they can say, you aren't welcome in my house. Okay, well, if you're a racist, I don't want to be in your house. But they can't say, you're not welcome in this entire neighborhood. Or you have to only use substandard uh, uh, services. You can't use the same services that the people I like can use. Or you're not going to be able to get a mortgage. Or you're not going to be able to get a job. Instead, they're just saying, hey, I don't like you. And you can't come over here to my house. And I don't want you in my hardware store. And we go, all right, well, we all hate you too, schmuck. And, you know, we don't we don't want to have anything to do with you. That is, you know, the, the, the example I always use. Uh, Adolf Hitler as a neighbor in a neighborhood is a prick that everyone avoids and tells their kids to stay off his lawn because he's an idiot and a bit crazy. Adolf Hitler as the head of the HOA gives everyone headaches. Uh, until eventually they go, okay, we got to get rid of this Hitler guy and replace him with Steve. He's a much better, uh, he's going to make a much better HOA president. Adolf Hitler in charge of a country rounds up and kills tens of millions of people and causes hundreds of millions more to die in a world war that he triggered. In a libertarian society, we remove the power from bad people, so they're just schmucks that we can avoid. There's yet a third question. Can someone who is a libertarian be a bigot? And the answer to that is that there is no such thing as 100% libertarian, 0% libertarian. It's all on a spectrum. To whatever degree you recognize the self-ownership and the uh, personal autonomy and the, uh, and the, the, uh, the, the right to not be aggressed upon 
of every individual person to whatever agree, d- degree you agree with that is to whatever degree you increasingly don't agree with the idea, well, yeah, but there are certain people who don't deserve that or who just aren't good uh, or you know they're prone to bad behavior so we have to control them or whatever. So can you be 85% libertarian and 50, 15% bigoted? Sure. Can is that a full libertarian? No. Uh, and and to whatever degree they have bigoted and racist views, that's the part of them that isn't libertarian. Uh, that's how how removed from you know full libertarianism that they are. Um, which again is why we bring them in and we and we convince them otherwise. I I, I think it's a very troubling thing to deperson people because they have garbage ideas they're still people they just have garbage ideas and if they're not actively trying to hurt you bring them in and try to change their mind and talk them off the ledge so they don't end up hurting someone that's what i think and billy said a little while about 10 minutes ago in the comments uh we can't (laughs) we can't change people until uh they know that we care about them um and that's true like yes nobody's going to change for people that are going to just brush them aside at any moment. There's no point. So if you show them that we care about them as individuals, as just regular people, then they will start to see that they should just care for individuals as people. And that will begin to spread. And some people are going to be like, Hey, this sucks. I want to be a racist. So they leave. So they leave. Okay. Okay, good. Bye. Like, that's fine. That's also fine. Like, you, that was always allowed. You know, <laughs> when they go, I'm out of here. I want to be a ra-. Okay, good. Go be a racist. Like, that's not what we're about. Uh, and we're glad that you got to hear some ideas. Um, and uh, hopefully you stop being a prick. And, and, and the thing is, whatever, they, whatever seeds they leave planted in their head, even if they never fully germinate, they're in there and maybe they'll be less of a prick than they would have been without it. I don't know. But, uh, you know, that's, that would be my – now, if someone's being, you know, coming in and they're trying to threaten people or they're trying to be, you know, like uh, exclusionary and things like – that's one thing. You know, if, if they're doing bad things, then that's one thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I – yeah. I, let's be – let's try to be nice to people. Someone asked a very interesting – Justico Mitchell – says, can you be a libertarian and a determinist? Which is a very interesting question. A determinist, for those who don't know, and I'm probably butchering this somewhat, but a determinist believes that everything that is going to happen has already been predetermined. So like a lot of Christians and a lot of uh, Muslims and even some Jews believe everything's already been set and we're just basically watching it unfold, completely powerless to change it one way or another. Well, libertarianism exists within that, so, yeah. You may believe it's already all determined, but... I guess you're not libertarian in a philosophical sense, because you don't believe in free will, uh, but you, I guess, de facto can be a libertarian, because you can determine that you always were determined to let people do whatever they were going to do. Maybe? I don't know. Probably wasn't the best answer, but uh, so here is we have one from Matt Hicks and Matt actually literally not. And I think we actually got booted. It looks like we're back now. I don't think anyone was able to hear that. 
But no, we don't want to see that. No, we absolutely don't want to see that. We do not. But thanks for... Thanks for... Thank you. No, no, thank you. Uh, so here is our last question from every single oh, every wow. single person is like you were booted, heard nothing, and trust me, everybody, it's for the best. Yeah, no, you different definitely. It's just no, we don't want to no, have that. Live we don't stream. want that. This is what everyone thought the hot dog story would be. This, this would is be kind worse. of worse than that. Yeah, this yeah. is worse. So here's our last one. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with some Biden bits. So as we've had the first uh, little bit of the new Biden presidency and um, some of the choices that he's made for cabinet positions, um, some of the executive orders that that he signed and um, some of the things that he's indicated that he wants to accomplish, um, it kind of got me thinking, um, you know, all the different things that he's doing that, that are different and kind of probably the, the tough decisions that, that he's having to, to make. So I wanted to hear from, um, you guys, especially spike if possible, um, what he thought of the Packers decision to kick a field goal with two minutes remaining and never getting the ball back and essentially losing the game. Thanks. He's gone for months. It's his segment. It's his segment. Which means that we can never not play his questions. Of course, but it's always this. I know. I I don't even know. It sounds terrible, Chris. I don't. So I was was watching the game with personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. He was sitting. Oh, okay. He was sitting to my left. Um, oh, he was guy on right. Yeah. Yeah. He was guy on right. Wow. Um, hashtag Chris on right. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, we were watching the game together and um, the the Packers were down at like the 15 or 20 yard line um, with about a little over two minutes left. And he said, um, yeah, it was a little over two minutes left. And he, he said, you have to go for the touchdown here. Um, you absolutely need to go for the touchdown. I said, no, you just go for the field goal and you really want your defense. You get points on the board and then you just really want your defense to, uh, to hold them. Um, and he said, no, you really, you got to go for the touchdown and they kicked the field goal. And then the Packers never got the ball back and ended up losing. Um, so I am certain that, uh, that was where that question stemmed from, but, should the Packers have gone for a touchdown? Maybe. If they didn't get it, everybody would say they should have gone for the field goal and tried to stop them. They put the points on the board, and then their defense just wasn't able to uh, stop. Stop! I almost said the Patriots. That's not right. Tom Brady uh, stopped the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, so yeah, I don't know. So it is being demanded that we replay Matt. And as Matt just said, you're all going to regret this, but you wanted this, so here we go. Hopefully we get knocked off again. To our to um, our audio only, we apologize because you're now gonna hear this twice. You're gonna hear this twice because cause the, the live people demanded to get punished 
Anyway, I'll play. They're feeling bigoted against the. Well, hello there, guy yeah, on exactly. left and Spike Cohen and special guest Kingsley Edwards. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment TM. Uh, I just have one question for you tonight. This is the only call you're going to get from me. So I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, and apparently I've got to get a colonoscopy. Now, in case you don't know what that is, they give me this stuff that I call shit juice that I have to drink, and then it makes me shit. And then I go in the next day, and they jam an HD camera up my ass and pump me full of air like a balloon animal. And uh, my question for you guys is, would you like me to see if they can live stream it for you? Hashtag laser legend. No. 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 Still no. Still no. So now you guys have gotten to experience that. And uh no so folks we, this show's so, over now what a, what a what an ideal fitting for this show right ending that, for that this was, show <laughs> um yeah we were gonna go into uh biden's executive oh, and, and now, now they want us to live stream matt's no, that would get us kicked off of everywhere but float.app. Um, that would get me, I would get, I would kick myself off of this. Right. Yeah, that would get us kicked off float. Is that what you want? <laughs> uh, we were going to go into Biden's executive orders, but uh, it's now 10 o'clock and I now have a job that I have to get up for in the morning. Yeah, um, so, so, but, so long story short, Biden signed a bunch of executive orders. They're pretty much all terrible. Yep, they are pretty much. There's like a couple that aren't terrible, but they're mostly terrible. But you already knew that. So, folks, thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, except for Matt. Uh, And uh, and thank you to our guest uh, Kingsley Edwards. That was awesome. And and go over to Float Float Float.app. Go sign up today. Go join us on Float F L O T E Float App. And speaking of social media, Matt, if someone were to try to find us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? It would be possible. Uh, first of all, you could go to float, F-L-O-T-E dot app slash muddied waters media, uh, and you can follow us there. Or if you're one of the old school people who really, truly enjoy the sweet, sultry sounds of hello, hello. dulcet tones of hello, hello. butter like Yes. God like voices. Butter God. Booming through your preferred Butter God. Voice, delivering a daily dose of freedom Butter God. to your ear holes. You can head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Muddy waters, you can butter God. Questions that we will play live on the air, unless your name is Matt Hicks. And you can also. <laughs> And you can also donate money to us if you are so inclined. And we are much more likely to play your episodes, Matt Hicks. Again, unless unless you're Matt Hicks. Unless you start donating at least $10 a month, Matt Hicks, I'm going to delete every single one of them <laughs> as soon as we get them. Because we're, we're trying not to get removed from social media or... Or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, So, folks, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be on Kennedy. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but her show's from 8 to 9. I'm usually about halfway through. Uh, I'm going to be on Kennedy. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about yet, but I'm going to be on Kennedy.
And then uh, check me out uh, at nine on uh, My Fellow Americans. I'm going to do a Q&A episode. We're going to have a Q&A and you can ask your questions and I'll answer them unless you are Matt Hicks. This is probably not. I've right. probably, Billy, probably not. Billy Pierce, uh, if you want either one of us to record your voice, your outgoing voicemail messages, uh, donate a hundred bucks to moneyedwatersmedia or at gmail.com on PayPal. And uh, yeah, I will record the crap out of a message for you. We both will. We both yeah. will. We'll make something magical for you, Billy, and the rest of you too. So folks, and then join us again next week, right here, same muddy place, same muddy time for another gobsmacking episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the 2020 wonder boys that we are. <laughs> Folks, thanks again. Thanks again for tuning in. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Or I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you next week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. My fellow Americans.